0: I think thinking from day one in terms of the synergies, mm-hmm. especially, again, if it comes to digitalizing entire industries like healthcare or fintech, does it make sense? Oh, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Do think in those synergies. But also here, don't be over optimistic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, challenge yourself mm-hmm. heavily if the synergies that you're talking about mm-hmm. are, are feasible, if they are real, and if you really want to build your entire business model and your first investments on, on, on so, such synergies. Mm-hmm. Project A podcast.
1: So we're very happy to have Johannes Kaimbok here um, today, uh, CEO of Hitbox Group. He will present himself in a minute. I'm Florian, Florian Heinemann, one of the founding partners here at Project A Ventures. And today we're going to have a very interesting podcast. I think we're going to talk about um, different approaches in digital investing and uh, why we think both that uh, the operational value add and operational competence still matters in digital investing, but. Let's first get to Johannes, and uh, Johannes, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get here, and wh- what are you doing?
0: That's a good question.
1: <laughs> yeah, my background, I mean, uh, originally, actually, I'm a,
0: I'm a journalist. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's my root, so to speak. Uh, when I turned 30, I had the idea to apply at McKinsey. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for some reason, they made me an offer, and mm-hmm. then I spent three and a half uh, fantastic years with McKinsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did healthcare consulting only, mm-hmm. uh, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, after McKinsey I joined ProSieben and worked in the digital space there and uh, doing the strategy for the entire mm-hmm. group I guess my focus there was really at tech and data that's the two topics I, I focused on in my ProSieben times. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I would argue my two s- fields of specialty at mm-hmm. um, tech and data and healthcare at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last year I was spending uh, working on an own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to go live, um, but unfortunately without me, because um, really on the last meters I met the, the HitFox pack, mm-hmm. um, Jan Beckers and his team, and um, yeah, they were looking for a new CEO. I liked them personally a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think HitFox has a very, very impressive uh, track record Mm -hmm. and I completely believe in the very model um, that we, Mm -hmm. I'm saying now, Mm -hmm. that we are doing. We're going to talk about it in a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I ultimately decided uh, to to join HitFox.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you you look also in the overall scene, HitFox is definitely the most established um, uh, company builder here in, in Berlin. Also with like a special industry focus, which is a very interesting model we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but let's let's probably first dive in and, and talk about um, digital investing as a whole and 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 uh, basically the development of the ecosystem. I mean, if you look um, uh, Berlin ecosystem, the second wave, so to speak. I yeah. think they started two thousand six, two thousand seven, with things like Schufa, et etc. And I think we've since in, in the last ten years we've moved on quite a bit. Um, much more venture capitalists much more angels much more mature founders um, and so uh, th- there's a big need for differentiation I guess Yeah, and um, um, I mean HitFox um, uh, has chosen the, 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 the way to um, to differentiate from, from other potential investors by providing operation competence. Can you, can you talk a little bit about how you do that and what kind of functions do you provide? How do you support entrepreneurs? How does it normally work if an entrepreneur comes to you? Um, um, or if like how, how, does, how is your operating model, so to speak?
0: Yeah, super. I mean, uh, to start with, I fully agree with the waves that you were just referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to differentiation, I would argue um, through the hit glasses, classes, mm-hmm. there are really two key differentiators. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the operational angle, and let's let's talk about that mm-hmm. uh, in a minute, meaning not just giving some sorry for the french uh, some dump money into mm-hmm. some company, wish them all the best and do mm-hmm. a quarterly bought session but being really super operationally engaged in actually building the compassini so that's for me Mm -hmm. the first angle and the second angle um, that we are really super 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 convinced of at at hitfox is the industry focus Mm -hmm. Um, so not just randomly building a company here, building a company there, but really addressing entire industries. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to HitFox after the, the, the origin and advertising, the two large industries that um, mm-hmm. HitFox worked on was obviously FinTech with mm-hmm. FinLeap, mm-hmm. and now uh, the healthcare landscape with, mm-hmm. with Heartbeat Lab. So those for me are the two key differentiators. Um, it's the operational angle, mm-hmm. and it's the industry
1: focus. Okay, and the operational uh, operational angle, how does it work? I mean, do you do everything centralized uh, uh, at HitFox, basically that the different portfolio companies, they work together with a central team and the central team does everything for them or do you enable them to build up their own competence? How, what's, what's the model basically? Yeah, that's
0: a very good question. Let me describe it um, as follows. So if you would come to the HitFox office, I guess mm-hmm. that's the best picture I can mm-hmm. draw. Uh, you, at first sight, I guess you wouldn't even see a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you kind of uh, deep dive into it, what we do have, we do have a core team mm-hmm. per, per company or per venture, which is mm-hmm. basically the founders and maybe some of the most relevant roles that you do need for, mm-hmm. for a certain business model. They can really focus on the core things of their business model. Mm-hmm. If they're starting a new Taylor Health offering, they can work on the tech, they can shape the industry relations that they need Mm -hmm. and really push the core of the business. At the same time, they Mm -hmm. will get support when it comes to all the other relevant functions Mm -hmm. that any business in the world needs. This starts with the super professional um, CFO and financial and accounting team. Mm -hmm. It's HR. It's If you look at industries like um, healthcare, it's legal expertise and Mm -hmm. regulatory expertise in the healthcare landscape. So so on on these very general functions, we do, I know the, the term has been used so often, but it's the most appropriate term here. There's a platform of mm-hmm. people supporting all the ventures that we start mm-hmm. and that the ventures can rely on. And the mm-hmm. outcome really is that our founders can focus on the core of the mm-hmm. business. And I would also argue... Um, as an outcome, we really can reduce risk. We all know how risky it is, mm-hmm. and still what the success chances chances of a company is that you found these days. And by having that very professional team in place, mm-hmm. combined with the dynamics of a, of, a, of a young and hungry founder team, mm-hmm. um, we see that we simply increase the likelihood of a company being successful.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one question I always ask also myself is, what, what can you achieve with this kind of um, uh, operational function, is it more about to make, a, like increase the early success, like make a company viable, is that kind of the focus? Or do you actually make better companies a lot better? So is it is it about, make is, is the focus really on, or is the, the, the value aid that, that you can provide, is it more on making something viable? Or is it something on making something good, really great? I mean, what do you think, what, what is like kind of the focus, or can you not really, uh, I mean, I'm, I always, if I ask myself the question, I always, I'm, I'm also not really sure, to be honest. Uh, my feeling today is actually that it's, that it's not possible, even with such a structure, to, you know, if you have a shitty setup, it's, it, you cannot save it. That's at least my, my feeling. But I think if you have a decent setup, you can make a decent setup better what's what's your experience of your your view on this so do you, do you have already developed a
0: view it's like i i think it's actually a bit of both worlds yeah. um i would say as in its very core from the hitfox perspective hitfox is a builder and mm-hmm. building starts at point zero right mm-hmm. uh, so so i would really argue the the key contribution that that we can give to a company that mm-hmm. we build is in the very, very launch phase. Mm-hmm. It's really, it starts by mm-hmm. identifying business models where we say this has relevance, mm-hmm. this has success chances. This is not just some fancy tech idea um, that somehow sounds cool, mm-hmm. but it's actually a business that is needed in the market. Mm-hmm. It's, and we can talk about a few examples in mm-hmm. a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the whole journey starts for me and where where a platform um, or a setup like Higfox has has enormous experience from having seen so many different models and Mm -hmm. having also failed with certain approaches and learned from that. So I would argue that's the first massive contribution where Mm. we can really take something, shape a great idea that is addressing an actual need in the market, Mm. uh, let's say, surrounded with a um, team of, of, of working functions, also enabling a company, a pretty... Quick, let's say, jump into the market mm-hmm. through the through the um, whole setup and network of companies that we have. We, in more and more cases for our B two B companies, can find first customers in our own ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So I would argue the 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 most effective contribution really starts uh, mm-hmm. in the early days. Yeah. Having said that, the journey doesn't end. But mm-hmm. I would say, and therefore my tendency really goes to the to the, the to the first part. Mm-hmm. Obviously, over time, when companies be- grow and become more and more mature,
1: they also, even in the HitFox um, environment, become more and more independent. Yeah. Well, so, so the target picture, if I understand it correctly, is like um, mid to long term, the companies more and more grow out of the initial setting, um, So, which I guess makes sense. I, uh, and, and I would, I would definitely uh, agree to this. Um, there are some critics to, to this model uh, that basically say uh, with the evolvement of the ecosystem um, you know, the founders grow more and more mature so the great founders don't need this. Uh, anymore because they know what they're doing anyway Um, so but on the other hand in the most mature setting uh, that that we probably have in the world Silicon Valley you have companies like uh, Andreessen Horowitz that don't do exactly what what you do or also what we do but it's a a similar model they also try to provide value add so so how can like do you have an explanation for that like basically that on the one hand side you have more and more experienced founders but on the other hand uh, uh, that that should know what they're doing but on the other hand uh, the 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 value add function doesn't seem to lose relevance i mean how do you have any kind of clever thoughts on this
0: i mean look i and i'm i'm very familiar obviously with with all these arguments what i would argue is Starting a company has massively professionalized over the last years. And um, that doesn't mean that you can make a lucky shot if Mm -hmm. you are a great founder, if you're doing it completely by yourself. Um, Having said that, especially when it comes to really digitalizing entire industries Mm -hmm. or verticals, and that's really what we are focusing on, then you do have enormous advantages if Mm -hmm. you do it in, in the type of company or platform building setup that we are doing at HitFox. So mm-hmm. I touched upon the value adds that we can give through the operational angle, but that's just one lens. Mm-hmm. The other lens for me is really take healthcare, and that's what we are right mm-hmm. now doing re- really with Heartbeat Labs, mm-hmm. um, our digital health um, platform. Our ambition there is not that we say, hey, we've seen or spotted some interesting model within digital health. Let's start one company there. Mm -hmm. The objective really is to drive digitalization Mm -hmm. of healthcare and medicine in Germany and in Europe in Mm -hmm. total. Mm -hmm. Now, if this is your ambition, Mm -hmm. you simply do have certain advantages mm-hmm. if you do it in a setup, in a platform or in, in an operational setup like mm-hmm. we do it at, our, at Heartbeat Labs. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a few examples. For mm-hmm. instance, healthcare is a highly regulated market, if, mm-hmm. we, if, you, if you all know. I would argue mm-hmm. even more regulated than, than financial mm-hmm. um, institutions. It's yeah, worse if somebody dies yeah, than somebody loses money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so this must not happen and you no. do have your own um, health mm-hmm. um, ventures, so you, you will be more than aware of. Mm-hmm. Now, Taking this very example, we, for instance, on Heartbeat Lab level, on our platform, we have a, a healthcare legal specialist. He's super, super, super mm-hmm. educated in the entire regulatory mm-hmm. um, frameworks. Um, and he's working with all of our companies. Mm-hmm. Would I, as an isolator or single individual startup that I'm, that I'm founding tomorrow, have the means mm-hmm. to hire such a um, senior guy? No, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's an, uh, one example for me, uh, how when you address entire industries, the platform approach really makes sense. Mm-hmm. You can afford certain experts that you could never afford if you're, if you're just um, building an, an, an isolated company. I give you another example mm. um, and that holds true for, for FinTech and FinLeap that, that Heartbeat Labs, that, that sorry, HitFox founded before Heartbeat mm. Labs. When it comes to working with an established industry, you simply have substantial synergies if you kind of shape relationships Mm. with incumbent players through your platform. Heartbeat Labs is talking to healthcare institutions as Heartbeat Labs and the relations that we form there all the companies within Heartbeat Labs benefit from those relations that we shape there. Mm -hmm. So to start with, it's easier to shape those relations when you're more relevant and Mm -hmm. you are more relevant if you have that sort of platform or even ecosystem approach where you say, we are not taking just one company, but we are addressing the entire industry. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for you to get in touch with the relevant players. Mm -hmm. And if you are in touch, Well, all the companies in your network can make use of those relations. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I I would definitely uh, agree 100% with this. It's like also my feeling like using a different lens to to use use that expression. Um, My view on this is always the more complex business models are and the more value experience knowledge has in certain industries. The more value um, this has, yeah, and I think regulatory, indus- uh, regulatory heavy industries are one example of that, um, and and deep tech uh, kind of industries might also be this. So I think the more value mm, relationships and experience knowledge kind of has, uh, the more relevant could be some kind of central. Uh, provision um, of 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 competence. So I think that that's a different uh, a different view of, of looking at the same thing, but coming to the same outcome. Um, I, I I think you touched on one very interesting uh, um, issue or po- role here uh, or player in this uh, in this uh, whole kind of ecosystem, and that's the corporates. Yeah. So so I think uh, uh, that's what your uh, model with industry specialization or industry focus lends very well to. I mean, you obviously have corporates in that industries that are being digital. So, so can you talk a little bit about um, how corporates work with your kind of setup? Are they just providing money? Are you also providing consulting services to them? I mean, what's what's kind of the the right, whatever that is, yeah? But uh, what's quite kind of your at least current approach of how you work with corporates and and why? And could you explain that a little bit? That'd be great.
0: I love the question, yeah. um, obviously from my own corporate experience and um, at, at ProSieben I can start answering your question actually through, through that, that perspective, mm-hmm. I mean we all know, um, and that's a journey, some corporates have taken uh, in the last years with quite some success, all leading corporates need to, in its core, digitalize mm-hmm. and, and uh, innovate their business models. Mm-hmm. Um, At Prosieben, the three years I spent there, this was in some parts, especially in the advertising business, to some extent, really turning down the business, not turning upside down the business model, Mm -hmm. really fundamentally changing the business model. Mm -hmm. Um, For Prosieben, the example there was really the the introduction of programmatic, Mm and this was a this was a substantial change in the way Prosieben used to sell um, its inventory. Mm you're talking um, about programmatic advertising programmatic right advertising.
1: Just because i don't know whether everybody in the audience knows what programmatic Absolutely. is yeah? uh, uh, and yeah. for a tv
0: house that he used to, to 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 sell its tv inventory by large deals mm-hmm. on a year-by-year basis this was a fun- fundamental change mm-hmm. um, now when a corporate has such a, a road ahead of um, itself then it's always going to be beneficial to to work with certain speedboats out there, and mm-hmm. you won't be able to to start of them, uh, to start all of them by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, from a corporate perspective, cooperating with corporates that offer certain solutions that you have, de- forming some sort of strategic relationship with them it's something you should do as a corporate. And mm-hmm. I think personally it can wor- work out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the specialization that you in sometimes uh, can't build yourself, you get the capabilities and people that you mm-hmm. in many cases won't be able to, to hire yourself mm-hmm. and you get the speed mm-hmm. um, that in many cases you won't be able to, to, to deliver as a corporate. Mm-hmm. So from a corporate perspective, this simply makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I've seen um, from, from the corporate perspective all different types of approaches. Just doing a commercial deal—that's mm-hmm. obviously always the starting point—to really making an investment or mm-hmm. or buying a company. Mm-hmm. Um, ProSieben, and that's a deal I was heavily involved in, and I think for ProSieben it was an excellent deal. We in um, 2015 bought Virtual Minds, mm-hmm. uh, the leading German ad tech stack, really mm-hmm. having the entire um, the entire programmatic. Um, mm-hmm road from an SSP to a DSP ad server and so on. Mm-hmm. And ultimately Prozeben bought this business because they were convinced of the model, mm-hmm. but also because they said this is strategically so relevant. Mm-hmm. Our The way we sell our advertising inventory, at least for the, mm-hmm. for the digital part of the business, is changing towards programmatic advertising. So we want to own some technology here. We also want to offer it in the market and still make it the market-leading technology, but we also want to have a stake. Mm-hmm. So that's the corporate perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, if we look at the, um, the the perspective that you and I have, mm-hmm. the company building perspective, mm-hmm. again, if we, if we bear in mind that at least for, for HitFox, that our objective is to digitalize entire industries like uh, financial services, like healthcare. Corporates are one of our most relevant um, partners. Mm-hmm. So part of the of the ecosystem or the world that we shape yeah. is working together with corporates mm-hmm. offering certain b2b solutions that are relevant for a corporate mm-hmm. um, and that makes a corporate a strategic partner um, and that makes a corporate a potential customer mm-hmm. using the service but obviously that also makes it but corporate using the service of the ventures that you using use. the service not, of not your services exactly yeah. Yeah. absolutely that's yeah. a very important point mm-hmm. and the service Of our ventures and let's talk about a few examples there Mm -hmm. in a moment, but it obviously also makes corporates a very interesting um, investor Mm -hmm. um, that might want to invest into a service like my example with Proceivment Virtual Minds where a corporate simply says this is a great service and it touches our
1: core so much that we do want to have a stake in this company. Mm -hmm. But you don't do consulting for corporates right I think making that differentiation I think is really clear I mean you probably could from a from a competence perspective, I mean BCG Digital is hugely successful, uh, uh, McKinsey Labs uh, as far as I understand, also so uh, your former employer, so it's, it's, um, it, that could also be a market. Why don't you do that as well? So why, why do you think, you know, or you concentrate on the investing side and, and don't, don't engage in the consulting side? Yeah, great question too, and we discussed it uh,
0: in the three months since I joined HITFOX already a few times. Mm -hmm. My perspective here is, could we offer consulting services for corporates? Yes, we could, Mm -hmm. um, like you could with the Mm -hmm. very people that you have here at, Mm -hmm. at Project A having said that to me consulting really is a different type of, of mm-hmm. business model it's a fee-based model it's it's a model where you do mm-hmm. have an a different type of responsibility and accountability mm-hmm. and our belief really is and it's always reflected in the equity that we take mm-hmm. um that we take another path we mm-hmm. want to found companies we want to build companies we want to to ourselves operationally bring companies to lives mm-hmm that offer certain products and solutions that we are really convinced of. Mm -hmm. And those solutions really should be successful. Um, And if it's a B2B model, then the solution itself should, you know, being used by a certain corporate. Um, but that's a different type of approach mm-hmm. by, uh, versus going to a corporate and saying, look, we see you do have a certain challenge here and you can master it with your own people. Let us help um, you a little bit with consulting, mm-hmm. getting this done. But then we are out again. That's simply from a business perspective, a very, very different approach. And that's why we are saying at HitFox and also at Heartbeat, that the core of what we're doing is very, very different mm-hmm. from, from a consulting type of work.
1: Yeah. No, I th- we. I mean, we came to the same conclusion that that theoretically we could do this. And consulting is not a bad business. Uh, I mean, you know, I guess a lot of the partners of McKinsey, etc., they're all doing fairly well, so or really well. So it's, I, I guess, a, a fair assumption to say that both models work. But I think also that you have to decide whether you are a consultancy or whether you, in in, in the investing business, uh, benefiting hopefully from the appreciation of the equity you you're investing in. Uh, I think it's very hard to combine combine the, the two models in one in one company. One uh, percent. Uh, agreed. Um, One element that you often find uh, when you work with corporates and also have corporates as investors, that you kind of mark the companies as strategic for that specific corporate. Um, And so there's a certain risk involved in that you don't get the maximum value because if you have a certain corporate involved too early at a certain company, you know, you limit probably the potential to sell to other corporates in the same industry. So, so how do you deal with this kind of strategic uh, or potentially strategic malice that, that you create by, by allowing strategics um, to invest or working with strategics? What's, what's your thinking there? What's your current kind of approach in, in that
0: area? This is so true, and it's really one of the key challenges. Again, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd start answering this cu- question with my own corporate experience. Mm-hmm. I've seen those cases where you do have in the investment committee some deal somebody wants to do, mm-hmm. and then there are great promises in, in, in terms of this will you know deliver substantial synergies to mm-hmm. our business model. Our sales house will be able to do X, Y, Z. And then it doesn't, uh, uh, then you're screwed. And, and this will be a game changer, <laughs> yeah. and all these synergies need yeah. to be obviously included in the in the deal rational and ultimately in the IRR that we are yeah. uh, calculating. And I think, Florian, you do have a very valid point there. Uh, I can only um, warn everyone and every corporate mm-hmm. out there to be all too optimistic mm-hmm. um, about those synergies. So mm-hmm. always torture yourself mm-hmm. looking very, very deep into this and, and question yourself if the synergies that you have um, on the plate there, if they are actually if they are true and mm. if they are feasible. Mm. Um, I think I can only talk of my perceived perspective. We really learned. And, and one of the key learnings is if, if anyone brings some deal in and any deal is being discussed and, and you talk about any synergies, bring the very people from the department into the investment committee and let them really challenge mm. those synergies and make someone, and that's the next learning, from not from the deal-making team, but from the very department where the synergies are supposed to take place, Mm -hmm. the actual deal owner. Mm -hmm. And if that person is not prepared to take the deal, then the synergies are not feasible. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really Mm -hmm. a a mechanism that we installed at Procebun at some point in time, and it worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, Having said that, there are deals Mm -hmm. where you do have synergies, and I come back to the Virtual Minds Procebun deal. Mm -hmm. Buying that ad tech stack was a very, very smart and good move for Procebun. They Mm -hmm. sell their own inventory
1: through the Mm -hmm. ad tech platform, um stack that they um that they bought there um and virtual minds is still all the products like edition etc are used by other absolutely it's still one
0: of the market leading Mm -hmm. um
1: technologies and this was also always part of the the
0: rationale of the deal that we said Mm -hmm. we want to acquire it because we want to use it at Mm presieben but this still needs in the very first play, be needs to be a leading market solution. It's not going to become a prosim solution.
1: But try, try to to go into that one, one more like a little a little deeper because, prosim is a good buyer, in that case one hundred percent understood. But would Prozim have been a good Series A investor for Virtual Minds, having a ten fifteen percent stake in Virtual Minds? What 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 would we your view there? Yeah, because I think the synergy example. And and uh, that that makes sense in this uh, you know if you buy a company or you own a company then it's definitely applicable. But how what, what's your view or your current view on getting hannoversche Rück involved in a series A with a ten percent stake? Is that something that when when does it make sense? When would you rather not do that? Uh, because I know you do that. We also sometimes do that, and we always have an internal discussion whether that's smart or not. Um, and, and and I think it's very it's, it's just um, uh, something you need to be very conscious of as a, as a founder and also as other investors whether you, you do that and could, could you share yeah. a little bit of your thinking on, on, on like early stage or series a kind of investing of, of corporates and smaller stakes not buying but just owning smaller stakes yeah, yeah
0: super that's the the company builder or the yeah. startup perspective on on synergies yeah. um, and 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 again I think same answer, but just through through a different lens. Mm -hmm. Um, Also as the company or the platform builder or the actual startup, I think thinking from day one in terms of synergies, Mm -hmm. especially again, if it comes to digitalizing entire industries like healthcare or fintech, does it make sense? Oh yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Do think in those synergies, but also here, don't be over optimistic, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. heavily if the synergies that you're talking about mm-hmm. are are feasible if they are real and if you really want to build your entire business model and your first investments on on, on so such synergies. Mm, talking about the the minority investment that you refer to, I think that's just the right way to go to, mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. We as hit folks or we as Heartbeat Labs are very, very convinced that with the building approach that we that we run mm-hmm. It makes sense that HitFox slash Heartbeat Labs owns the majority of a company Mm -hmm. in the first days. Mm -hmm. Um, Heartbeat Labs is in in control because we are convinced that the very benefits that we bring to the table, they can really unfold in a perfect manner Mm -hmm. if we are in control. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it makes perfect sense to also from a seed um, Mm -hmm. stage or latest Series A stage, Mm -hmm. have corporates or other institutions as investors in your business to start shaping those relations and to start bringing a certain service into the context of mm-hmm. a corporate or
1: an institutional um, player. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one, thing that uh, oh, some, probably some last question because we're like uh, running above half an hour. Uh, so yeah, the, um, so one, one, one thing that's also very interesting and in a very uh, sometimes conflict-heavy topic when it comes to working with corporates. And maybe you have some, some thoughts on that as well is, at least to our experience, you know, when when people from a corporate perspective, probably not the 1s or the Axel Springer's because they're used to it, but our experience is often they look at things and, they've you know, if you're an M&A guy in a corporate, you look at the history of a company or the past of a company. And in the startup industry, you're very much looking at the future or the potential of a company. And your value assessment of something depends on the, or very much relies on the potential you uh, prescribe to something and not so much on past performance. Have Have you experienced like some kind of education also on the corporate side of how to deal with, you know, how things are done in the startup world? And I'm not saying that... The backward-looking way is is wrong. Yeah, uh, I'm not or worse. I'm not saying that, but it's just if you've always looked at businesses that way, which is perfectly legitimate if you if you're looking at a running business that's in a stable kind of state, then it's perfectly fine to look at the past. Yeah, because but um, uh, have you have you what's what's your experience there? I mean, talking to also corporates in the financial industry that are often not that. Startup savvy or insurance, even worse. Yeah, so so and in, and in, in I guess also in health healthcare, you also have more traditional companies that haven't been thinking about these kind of things so much. Probably pharmaceutical industry very much so because it's a very startup heavy industry. Yeah, but if you look at traditional healthcare providers, that. Just very traditional. Have you have you experienced any kind of shift in thinking on the corporate side as well on how to deal with startups, the valuations there, et cetera? Is, 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 do you see some learning? Well, I guess when
0: it comes to the looking to the past versus looking to the future, mm-hmm. one of the challenges that you do have always with startups and corporates in, in, in kind of their interaction. For us, it's totally normal to say we tried the, out a certain model for a company for three months Mm -hmm. we realized that some things are not working out let's make a pivot okay Mm -hmm. let's let's change it from b2c to 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 Mm b2b let's just do it okay Mm -hmm. Uh, decided let's do it let's Mm -hmm. start with it tomorrow that's obviously how a project a works Mm -hmm. out and that's also how how hitfox and heartbeat labs is is working out Mm -hmm. and that's obviously a little bit of a different thinking in a -hmm. a corporate world Uh, this would immediately raise the question hang on we we need to discuss this we need to run Mm -hmm. through an official process and so on so that's another challenge, and I agree. Um, and that's why I can only sort of, um, yeah, always ask corporates when they when they cooperate with startups, let startups do and let company builders do what they are good at. And that's the speed and the agility and the openness to change a certain model with, within a very short period of time, mm-hmm. uh, make a certain pivot point, and then be more successful. That's obviously something that will always be one of the most relevant success factors and that yes, some startups have their challenges with. With Having said that, and you brought another example, I think Axel Springer has been extremely successful mm-hmm. with the way they digitize their business model mm-hmm. and um, from the people I know there, they do have that mindset. So mm-hmm. let's not be too 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 pessimistic and mm-hmm. too black and white there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, one also example from Otto Group, um, that's at least my perception that they've really changed... Also, the way they, you know, do the monitoring and controlling for the new businesses—that Ex- exactly. uh, that you have a specialized kind of team or team with a different kind of approach and mindset looking at those companies compared to looking at bon prix, yeah. Um, uh, and I think that is uh, is definitely something like uh, if, if you want to digitalize as a corporate, that you need people on the corporate side as well. That that are developing this kind of mindset and whether you hire these people or you take somebody from internally that's able to develop that mindset doesn't really matter but I think it, it, it uh, if you look at all the companies that have some success in digitalizing my perception is they have a specialized team and whether they do startup investments or acquisitions etc that are just able to think in this kind of world as well and make the connection exactly. um, and if you don't have that it's very very hard to do that um, to do that well yeah so Thanks a lot for the talk, uh, I, th- I hope it was, or I thought at least, it was very in- enlightening in-, in certain ways and, and gave some-, some pretty cool perspective, so I hope the audience will, will like it as well. And if uh, uh, anybody in the audience feels uh, they need to n- know more or uh, want to have, uh, have some kind of question, um, uh, below uh, the podcast you'll find an email address where you can ask questions and we, we try to, to answer those as well or you can just comment below the social media posts that we do um, uh, we'll also try to answer those Yeah. so thanks a lot Johannes for, for being so open and thank being so transparent being. Um, and uh, yeah let's see what digitalization brings in 2019 thanks a lot thank you